What's up guys, welcome back to The Countdown, my name is Ian Farmer, thank you for listening to The Countdown on this Friday evening, 124, so we're just past the morning time. I hope you guys had a great morning, hope you guys are having a great day, hope you guys had a great week, it snowed where I'm I'm from, so um, the last day or two it's been a little hectic, but the snow is starting to go away. Um, I got a lot to talk about as always. I'm going to give my thoughts on the Dirk Nowinski jersey retirement. Um, my thoughts on the NBA Rookie of the Year, who I think is the Rookie of the Year. Kyrie Irving making his return. And my weekend picks. I'm going to hop into it. Dirk Nowinski. Shout out to Dirk, man. One of the greatest players and one of my favorite players to ever play the game of basketball. He is truly an icon in Dallas and truly an NBA icon. When you look at the fadeaway jump shot. Um, one of the first people that come to mind is Dirk Nowinski. A lot of people say that Steph Curry rev- revolutionized and modernized the three-point shot. And while, yes, he did, whenever you see a big man taking a shot behind the arc, Dirk Nowinski, without a doubt, played a part in that. Uh, Dirk, um, Dirk is a top 10 shooter in NBA history. In my opinion, there is no doubt about that. And he's one of those players that truly loved the game of basketball. Dirk loved the game of basketball for what it was. He respected the game, and he loved playing the game. His redemption story is really underrated, you know. Dirk's redemption story is really underrated. Um, You know how Michael Jordan had a flu game, and everybody talked about it? Dirk had the same same exact flu game. In that flu game, he hit a game winner. Um, on Chris Bosh, it was in the NBA Finals, and it was a um, a must win for Dallas. This is a great story. In 2006, Dirk and the Mavs lost to the Miami Heat, and um, the Mavericks started to go downhill the season after. They, I think, they were um, a top seed, and they lost to like Memphis as one of the lower seeds the next year. So things went down here for Dallas. Dirk's dream was to win a ring. And what do you know, in 2011, after LeBron teamed up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami, Dirk got the chance to play Miami again, and he got revenge on the Miami Heat, beating the Heat in six. Getting his jersey jersey retired is very special. I thought whenever he did retire, um, I thought that it was a little bit... Under the under wraps because of Dwayne Wade, and I think Dirk Dur- 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 Nowinski is a better player than Dwayne Wade was. I mean, Dirk Nowinski was the best scorer of the 2000s generation um, of that decade. He is the best. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Dirk Nowinski was better scorer than all. I mean, really. I mean, Kobe is hard to to say, and Shaq is so big, and Tim Duncan was such a um a versatile player down low. And such a, um, a Dirk, Tim Duncan, you know, such a fundamentally gifted player. But, I mean, Dirk Nowinski is really hard to beat as a scorer. And he was one of the best scorers of my lifetime. So, to see him get his own night, to see him get his own um, celebration with his jersey finally going up in the rafters. It is um, a great thing to see. It's a great thing to see for Dirk. It's a great thing to see for Dallas. And it's a great thing to see for the NBA um, to finally see Dirk get that, that, that night that he deserves. Because 
when Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade was a talk when Dirt and I'm not saying Dirt didn't get talked about at all because he definitely did get talked about a lot. But Dwayne Wade was the talk of the league at the time, and I'm glad to see Dirk get his own night in his own time. So shout out Dirk, one of my favorite players to ever play the game of basketball. Truly a, a legend in the in the game. And I mean, like, like I said, I mean, Dallas, I believe, has one championship all time, and it's because of Dirk. He, he means a lot to that. You know, in Dallas, it's all about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are always the talk in Dallas. But... Cowboys haven't won a championship in like 20 years. When Dallas won that championship, the Mavericks were the talk in Dallas. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted whatsoever. But shout out Dirk. I'm going to move into my NBA Rookie of the Year conversation. Now this year, the Rookie of the Year isn't as big as it has been in previous years. You've had Zion and John Morant. Zion came in halfway between the year. There was a talk about if Zion had played enough games to win it. Last year, LaMelo Ball won the best rookie seasons of all time. Anthony Edwards started to progress his um, statistical production as the season went along. The Edwards and LaMelo talk was huge. You've had um, Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell fight it out, which was a pretty lopsided debate. You've had you know Anthony Davis from Rookie of the Year. There, there's, there's a lot of times where there's a clear-cut Rookie of the Year winner. Even LaMelo Ball last year, I felt like, was the clear-cut winner for Rookie of the Year. But this year, you have Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, and Franz Wagner. Those are my four players. Now, you look at Franz Wagner, his stats are great. Um, I believe he has 18 points per game. I'm just going to check it out real quick. I believe he's averaging 18 points per game um, as of right now. No, 15.8. 15.8. But that is still, I believe, leads all rookies in points per game. You look at a player like Cade Cunningham, who's really kind of one of the... He's one, you know, 15.3 points per game. So he's second leader behind Jeremy Grant on the Pistons, along with um, six rebounds and five assists. You look at a player like Scotty Barnes, who, by the way, has done a lot for this Raptors team. The Raptors were um, one of the, not maybe one of the bottom teams, but they were at the bottom of the middle tier teams last year, losing Kawhi. Pascal Siakam has been injured. Kyle Lowry is still good, but he's not the player he was in 2019 when Toronto won the finals. They didn't have that go-to. Fred Van Vliet is good, um, but they didn't. They did not have really have that go-to player, and Scotty Barnes comes in. Toronto is the seventh seed in the play-in tournament right now. They are in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs ended today, you look at Scotty Barnes: fifteen point one points per game, eight rebounds, and three point five percent assists. Now I gotta situated here. I gotta get situated here. There's one more player that I think makes a really good run for rookie of the year. His name is out of USC. His name is Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley of the Cavaliers. 14.8 points per game. 8 rebounds and 2.5 assists. Evan Mobley is my rookie of the year right now. Here's the thing. Scotty Barnes has done a lot for Toronto. Cade's the, you know, Cade and Franz are great. They could win it. I'm, I mean, Cade, and, uh, Cade could literally be the best rookie out of this class. I'm not saying that he couldn't be. But Detroit is 7-30 and 30 right now. So he hasn't transcended that roster like someone like Evan Mobley did. And I know the Cavs are probably better than Detroit. 
But last year, that was not a big margin. The Cavs were not good at all last year. You bring in Evan Mobley. Um, by the way, Colin, well, Colin Sexton is averaging 16. Darius Garland is our best player right now, averaging 19.7, basically 20 points per game. Evan Mobley, the Cavaliers are the sixth seed in the East right now, 21 and 17. They've been higher than the sixth seed um, earlier in the season. Evan Mobley has put this Cavaliers team back in the playoffs, and Franz Wagner hasn't done that. Kate Cunningham hasn't done that. Scotty Barnes has done that. But he's not. Scotty Barnes is the fifth leading scorer on the team. So I feel like, although Scotty has been great, a lot of that has to do. Fred Van Vliet averaging 21 points per game. Siakam's back averaging 20 points per game. OG and Numb Boys doing well. Gary, they have Gary, um, Gary Trent Jr. now playing great. So I'm not saying that it's not all, or not any of it, has to do with Scotty Barnes. But Evan Mobley, I feel like, has more of an impact on his team. Evan Mobley, man, 15 points per game, 8 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. But, you know, the the stats put him at where he, he he can be. The team record puts him at my rookie of the year. Evan Mobley is my rookie of the year out of USC. Great. Great player out of USC. Third pick in the draft. Yeah, third pick in the draft behind Jalen Green and... um. Kate Cunningham, but right now Evan Mobley is my clear-cut rookie of the year. Let's look at Jalen Green. How's Jalen Green doing? 15.6 points per game. Three rebounds and two. Jalen Green's playing good too, man. 15.8, 15.6 points per game. I, I was big on Jalen Green. I think he's, um, as far as offensive assassin, I think Jalen Green is the uh, best player out of the draft as far as that goes. But there's one more thing I want to talk about. Well, there's a couple more things, but this is um, Kyrie Irving made his return to the NBA. Kyrie Irving is back in the NBA, folks. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but 22 points, 9 of 17, um, three, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. This Nets team is the first seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Do I think Kyrie Irving makes the Brooklyn Nets better? I do. Now, Chicago is the number one seed in the East right now. I didn't realize that. Chicago is the number one seed in the East. Nets now have Kyrie Irving back. The Nets have played the best basketball, really, since they got Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. Kyrie Irving's back. He gets all this vaccination, home away, all that crap figured out. This Nets team, it is go time. It is go time. This is not. This big three does not seem like a team. They're in Brooklyn for a championship. They do not seem... Kyrie and Harden do not seem like they're going to be there for the rest of their career. This is a team that wants to win championships. This is a Durant, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. This is what this is. They're going to win. A, they're going to try and win a couple rings. Then they'll be on their way. I think it's go time if they want to win one right now. Uh, Durant is playing. He might be the best player in the uh, NBA right now. Harden has been a great second man. It's maybe Harden's worst season yet statistically. But he still played good. He's really let Durant have the ball a lot. And now with Kyrie back, first game, 22 points. That's a good first game back. It is time for Brooklyn to go. It is go time for the Brooklyn Nets. And 24-12, and 12, they're off to a good start. I think it's time for Brooklyn to put their foot on the gas and finish out the season strong. Try and get the one seed in the East. And, I mean, look at... 
team like Chicago. They're they're a great regular season team. But is DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine going to go to the NBA Finals? Are they going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? I really don't think so. Philadelphia, 21-16. All props goes to them. Name a time they've been past the second round. You look at a team like Miami, who I, 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 was, I was pretty high on for the season. P.J. Tucker's a great role player. Kyle Lowry, I mean, they made a lot of moves. Uh, um, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero stepping up from previous years. And you can't forget about, obviously, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But here's the thing. And Kyle Guy's playing good. 11 points per game. Shout out Kyle Guy, man. I love Kyle Guy. But you look at the Heat. What have they done? I mean, finals in the bubble. Finals in the bubble. I understand. But is Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry going to be Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving? I don't think so. Especially right now when Brooklyn would have home um, court advantage. Team like Cleveland, who's good. But Darius Garland as their best player. Colin Sexton as their best player. Um... Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Rookie of the Year. Um, they're not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. They probably won't make it past the first round. Team like Toronto or my Charlotte Hornets. Toronto don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. Charlotte, they're a young team. It doesn't look like they're going to do anything. So, moral of the story is, Brooklyn, my, Brooklyn Milwaukee, and like Chicago and Miami kind of on the outside. I think it's between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. If Brooklyn can get the one seed and Milwaukee stays um, at the two or three seed, I could see that being the Eastern Conference Finals, no doubt. So if I'm Brooklyn, I watch out for Chicago. I watch out for Miami. Philadelphia is in the rearview mirror. But Milwaukee is the team I'm looking out for. And I think Brooklyn can get it done. I think Brooklyn can make their first finals appearance this year. College basketball real quick. It's been kind of a quiet week for college basketball. There hasn't been a whole lot go on. Not a whole lot. But Indiana did upset Ohio State. Indiana now 11-3. A tournament team without a doubt. One of the best teams in the Big Ten. Trace Jackson Davis is one of the most underrated players in the country, man. 27 points. I mean, I, I Ohio State... Started off the season around 13 or 12, went unranked, upset Duke, who was number one at the time, and that kickstarted their um, season. But EJ Liddell, 3 of 12, 11 points, awful night for him. Um, Zed Key, 2 points, 0 of 2. He didn't even hardly shoot the ball. Um, Cedric Russell, 0 points, 0 of 2 off the bench. This team did not play good at all last night. 51 points, that is a that's some terrible offensive production from... The Ohio State Buckeyes. And you look over to Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis is the Indiana Hoosers. 27 points and 12 rebounds. 11 to 17 on shooting. Second leading scorer was um, Thompson. 11 points. 3 of 7. Trace Jackson Davis. If, if Trace Jackson Davis was not on this Indiana team, Indiana would be the worst team in the Big Ten. You can mark my words on that. Trace Jackson Davis, in my opinion... May be the best player in the Big Ten. But he plays on Indiana, who's an unranked team. And he's not talked about a whole lot. you got Jaden Ivey, who's played amazing. Travion Williams, who's played amazing. But Trace Jackson Davis makes this Indiana team what it is. Trace Jackson Davis does not have the supporting cast of a Purdue or even a Michigan State. Or... No, I'm doing my podcast. If I did, I'm sorry. 
Oh, it's okay. It just started vibrating on my arm. I was just making sure. Oh, okay. I, I um. It's alright. I can call you when I'm done. I appreciate it. Sorry to interrupt your broadcast, but I... Sorry. I don't know if I'm just checking up on me. I guess I just I always mess with this on my podcast, so it's not a big deal. I'm gonna get back to this though. Trace Jackson Davis, man, amazing player. Um, Indiana, I'm looking for them to be ranked this year. College Basketball Committee, I want to see Indiana ranked. They haven't been ranked this season. They had a hard loss to Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. Indiana, it is time for um, them to be ranked. They, they've proved themselves. They lost to Syracuse. They've had, they've had some losses. I'm not saying they've been the best team in the country or anything. They lost to Wisconsin only by five, which wasn't a bad loss. They lost to Syracuse. And they lost to... Who else did they lose to? <laughs> who else did they lose to? Three losses. Um, yeah, uh, this is happening. And they lost to Penn State. That is, a, that is their one really bad loss of the year. But Indiana should be ranked. But we're going to get into my last but not least, my NFL picks. I, I can look at college basketball. A little unprepared today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look. Um, I'm gonna look at this real quick. Any college basketball like big games going on? I can I can do them. I can do these real quick. Kansas and Texas Tech. I got Kansas beating Texas Tech, no doubt about it. LSU and Tennessee. LSU coming off a big win over my Wildcats. Very upsetting. But um, I'm gonna have LSU to beat Tennessee pretty convincingly. Well, you know, probably single digits, but in the high single digits. Sunday. Anything on Sunday? Let's look. Nope. NFL, let's get into it. Chiefs and Broncos, Saturday evening. I'm going to have the Chiefs beat their Broncos. The Chiefs just came off a one of their worst losses. Bengals are good, but the Chiefs shouldn't have lost to them. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase absolutely destroyed that Chiefs defense. If Patrick Mahomes could, the Chiefs could not keep up. Um, Chiefs get a big win over the Broncos, and they're going to finish out the season as the number two seed. Cowboys and Eagles now. What's crazy is, as long as the Rams beat the 49ers, um, this does not matter for seeding or anything. The Eagles are good. They're the biggest surprise um, in the uh, NFL playoffs this season. But I'm still going to have the Cowboys beating the Eagles. Buccaneers and Panthers. The Buccaneers are going to beat the Panthers. Yeah, the Buccaneers, um, they have like three of their five main um, receiving core out, including Antonio Brown, who just got released. But there's no doubt in my mind, Bucking, my Bucks are going to beat my Panthers. Bengals and Browns, now Joe Burrow is not playing, but you look at the Browns lately, they still haven't played good. I can't pick the Browns over the Bengals any day of the week right now. The Browns could beat the Bengals without Joe Burrow, but I think the Bengals take care of Cleveland. Packers and Lions, I'm going to have the Packers beating the Lions. They're the number one seed right now. Um, they have to, they, I think... As, as far as I'm concerned, um, they have not clinched the NFC yet, have they? I gotta keep up a little. I've I've been busy. I gotta keep up. Packers need this win. The Lions need the number one pick. Packers beat the Lions. Packers top team in the NFL right now. Vikings and Bears. I had the Vikings beating Chicago. Chicago, not a, you know, not. It's week 18. What I've I've already talked about these teams millions of times. Bears are no good. 
Vikings are in the playoff race at one point. Vikings are going to beat the Bears. Colts and Jaguars. The Colts need this win to stay in the playoffs. You know what the Jaguars need? They need to keep the number one pick. I had the Colts beating the Jaguars, even though they're like two and like some, they don't beat them very often. Steelers and Ravens, I gave this pick whenever I was doing my tribute to Big Ben in his final game at Heinz Field against the Cleveland Browns. I think the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. It's not. It's probably not too popular of a pick, but I think Ben Ben's going to go out with a winning record in his final season. No doubt in my mind, the Ravens have not played good. Even their defense, who is ranked very high, has not played good. I'm going to have the Steelers beating the Ravens. Titans and Texans, this is one of the biggest games for the Titans this year. The Titans have to get the number one seed. Even with Derrick Henry coming back, who knows how productive. He could be really productive, but he could also still be trying to um, get his you know game back from his injury. Um, so I think the Titans getting the number one seed is very crucial for them. I feel like a team like the Chiefs or the Bills or the Patriots can go on the road and win. The Titans may not be able to do that. So I think the Titans need the number one seed. I think they get the number one seed when they beat the Houston Texans. Saints and Falcons. I'm going to have the Saints beating the Falcons. Uh, Not too big of a margin between these two teams at this point. But the Falcons barely only beat Detroit by four points. The Saints did beat my Panthers. They beat the Buccaneers twice. I like the Saints just a little bit better. I'm going to have the Saints taking down the Falcons. Bills and Jets. I feel like the Bills are going to beat the Jets. The Bills need this win to become a division winner and to take the AFC East. So I think the Bills will take care of the Jets. Easy work. Rams and 49ers. The 49ers got the Rams earlier in the season. I feel like the Rams, ever since that loss, they lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Packers. I feel like that Ram- this is a different Rams team. Cam Akers is back. The defense has played good. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell has stepped up as a receiver somewhat. So I'm going to have the Rams beating the 49ers. Patriots and Dolphins. Dolphins beat them earlier in the season. It's not going to happen this time. Miami's playoff hopes are over. If the Bills were to somehow lose to the Jets, the Patriots are going to have to get this win. Patriots um, have lost a couple straight. They need to go out on a high note before the playoffs. So, Patriots beat the Dolphins. Probably by a couple touchdowns. Cardinals and Seahawks. Seahawks, they put up 50 on the Lions last week. But make no mistake about it, the Seahawks are not. This one of their worst seasons in years. The Seahawks are no good. They're going to get a high draft pick. Um, losses help them more than wins at this point. The Cardinals need a win. Cardinals um, beat the Seahawks. My upset pick of the week, and this is totally not because I want my Panthers to have a top five pick, but I'm going to have the Giants beating the Washington football team. The Giants are going to beat the Washington football team. I don't know why. It's just a feeling that I have. Daniel Jones has a big game. He's staying with them next year, so you know might as well have some big games. Giants are going to beat Washington. And now we go on to, in my opinion, the game of of the year potentially the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders the winner gets in the loser goes home on Sunday night this is the final game of the NFL season and it has playoff implications this is crazy and I have no idea which way I want to go the Raiders have been on a streak they beat the Colts they've they've had some really key wins 
of the Chargers went from blowing out the Bengals. Chargers have lost to the Texans. It's a tough one. Las Vegas is at home. At the end of the day, Derek Carr and Justin Herbert are, have both played good. There's not much of a, of a, a gap between them um, right now. Herbert's still young. But something tells me. I don't know, dude. So, I don't know how to pick this game. This game is going to be insane. Let's see what um, um, Football Power Index has. Um, winning this game. This is a huge game, man. This game is not being talked about enough either. They have the Chargers going into Las Vegas. Um, Chargers have a 58.3% chance to win. Las Vegas has a 41.4% chance to win. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers to win this game. I think either team could win. They're both 9-7 and seven right now. This game is going to be a good game. Chargers were the team that dethroned the Raiders undefeated um record in the um about week three week four of the nfl season i'm gonna have the chargers sweeping the raiders the raiders could win this game i don't even like the chargers pick but i'm gonna have the chargers beating the raiders guys thank you for listening or watching to um the countdown today if you haven't yet and you're a star wars fan go watch my episode on the book of boba fett episode two review because um I'm giving my breakdown of every single episode from that Disney Plus special TV show over on every Thursday on the countdown. But this is it for the week. I hope you guys have a fun weekend. Call there's um there's so a lot of good NFL last week of the NFL season. I cannot wait for the playoffs to come. You guys will be getting a special edition of the countdown where I will be giving just my NFL playoff predictions. I'll I'll be going into a deep dive for you guys. The playoffs start on January 15th, so be prepared. But I love you guys, and I will see you guys Monday. Peace.